1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Let's talk money. Let's talk investing. Seagate is cutting their first quarter revenue outlook. Company is seeing more cautious buying behavior amongst global enterprise and certain U.S. cloud customers. Believe it or not, that's good news for Wall Street. We are in the phase now where bad news is good news and good news is bad news. The jobs report on Friday first Friday of the month, if we see more Americans have jobs and everyone's happy, that's actually bad news. Because when you have a job, you can spend money. When you spend money, you buy goods. When you buy goods, you you basically contribute to potential inflationary pressures. It's a wacky world I live in. Throwing that down for you. Yeah. Um, But bad news is good news. And sometimes like Seagate saying they're having problems and Snap saying they're going to cut 20% of their workforce. This is really good news. If you don't own the stock, it's really good news. If you don't know know friends who live, uh, work there, it's really good news. If you're an idealist and you're like, everyone should have a job and no one should ever lose their job, it's bad news. Wall Street and ideals don't necessarily work well together. Um, But it's also like... I'm not going to say, I'm going to give it the weight watchers analogy if I can for just a second, not the weight watchers, but losing weight. When you kind of realize I'm kind of fat, we need to do something about this. It's the federal reserve saying, we got too much inflation. We need to do something about this. Um, And to lose weight, you're going to have to maybe do a little exercise, maybe take a little diet down, maybe cut your intake of alcohol. What else can you do? Nothing, right? Wrong. The. No, I'm not talking diet supplements, by the way. I'm not a big fan of supplements. I don't really like the supplement or the vitamin business. They tend to take billions of dollars of Americans uh, savings. And I've got a father-in-law who believes in crazy stuff at times like cactus juice. <laughs> but anyway, Novor Nordesk and Eli Lilly. Our pharmaceuticals, who basically have great uh, weight loss drugs. If every healthy American—or no, no, not healthy American—because <laughs> there's not a lot of healthy Americans. If every hefty American got treated with drugs from Lilly and Novo Nordisk, it could be huge. The annual market for these type of drugs are trillions of dollars. Insurers can't afford that. And to access the new drugs, it's highly restricted. There's plenty of room for prices to come down and still reward Novo and Lily shareholders. The drugs will be widely used in studies that show they can prevent diabetes, heart disease, and other costly expenses, showing the insurance companies maybe do want to invest in these guys. Novo, Nordisk, and Lily rivals for centuries. Not centuries, for a (laughs) century. I'm watching too much Game of Thrones and House of Dragon. For centuries, we have fought each other. They originally developed um, what are called incretins to treat type 2 diabetes. The drugs also turned out to promote weight loss. When Novo got U.S. approval last year to market the injectable drug for obesity under the brand name Wagovi, demand was so strong that Novo stock rose 50%. So when there's a down market, I'm looking for areas that are going to grow. You should always look for areas that are going to grow. To start, and then you may go, no, 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 growth is wrong right now. But Lilly is hot, hot, hot on the heels. They've administered a weekly injections that's enabling people to lose an average of 21% of their weight. While not yet approved for weight loss, it is one reason that Lilly is Wall Street's favorite drug stock. Lilly trades at 34 times earnings, so it is expensive. So I put it on a watch list. I'm watching you, Lilly. Eyes on me. One, two, three. Here's the problem. Americans are getting fatter and fatter as far as obesity numbers are The share of Americans considered obese has tripled since 1974. The share of we need a 74 year olds, to 74-year-olds, it's 44% of Americans. What happened? I'm kind of part to the blame. I could use, lose 10 for sure. Um. I don't do a lot on drugs, but drugs for pharmaceuticals can create blockbusters. The AVI product Humira is the current world's top-selling drug with over $20 billion in sales. These incretins for diabetes and obesity could top $50 billion, double the number one drug in the world right now. More than double. So... We're getting heavier. The average American male now weighs 200 pounds, up from 166 in 1960. The average female is 171 pounds, up from 140. There is a ripple effect that can happen here. Obesity increases the risk of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and cancer. Um, My father-in-law, who does the cactus juice stuff, he's not obese. He's still kicking 85-plus. 83 plus, excuse me, take it on the weight of the world, literally, Lily and Novo Nordisk. Um, they've got two very good drugs that should get more approval. You know, they're, if you're targeting diabetes and then you suddenly are suddenly you're targeting cardiovascular disease and then you're, you know, you're set like at some point in time, I'm to the doctor he goes, oh, you have high blood pressure. I need you to lose 20% of your body weight. Take this drug. And suddenly the heart's not beating so hard to go up steps. Researchers first took notice of what was called incretin 35 years ago when they found that a hormone called glucogen was released in the gut after food intake. So this isn't something we've been studying for a week. This is something we've been cracking the code on for 35 years. The pharmaceutical industry sought longer-lasting products that mimic injectable treatments for type 2 diabetes, launched first in 2005. Its sales were overtaken by uh, AstraZeneca's type 2 diabetes. So AstraZeneca had the market to themselves. Then Novo's Victoza, and Lily's Felicity started coming in. Um, I'm not going to do a whole segment on weight loss, but what I'm trying to get at to you is I'm really interested in Lily and Novo Nordisk for the long term because longer term, we're getting fatter and fatter. Longer term, we're getting more and more obese. Do you not see that trend? Do you not see how the mind of the investor should work? Now, here's a great one. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong on this one. Um, California is going after fast food, and this contributes to our, our our weight issue. But there are no right answers. You know, the ten percent of McDonald's restaurants are located in California, and California legislators are trying to do the right thing. They're trying to say that you know we're going to create a panel that could raise minimum wages up to $22 an hour for fast food chains with more than 100 locations. They would also have the authority to establish safety conditions. More government. Do we need more government? No. What do we want? Less government. Yes. We shouldn't need the government to tell us that this is bad for us. Opponents say the bill will empower fast food workers and help solve the industry problems such as unsafe working conditions and wage theft. Who's it going to hurt? It's going to hurt the people who are lower income, middle income who count on McDonald's for calories for getting through the day. Now, maybe it's, it's good because we're going to be cutting down on obesity in theory. Maybe it's bad because people are going to go hungrier and have to pay for more expensive quality food. Aggressive wage increases are not bad in of themselves, but if it, It's essential to increase restaurant workers' wages and protect their welfare. Should the restaurant workers' benefit? Yes. But who's going to hurt? Lower income, middle income, who eats that food? And you're going to see McDonald's respond by, guess what? More automation, fewer workers. I don't know if there's a right answer or a wrong answer here. And I know being on the side of less government probably makes me sound like a capitalist pig, and I get it. I just know that sometimes Governor Newsom and the state California legislators, their heart is in the right place, but they hurt people because there's ripple effects and there's causation effects. Um, That's just my story, and I'm sticking to it. I don't pretend to have all the right answers on this show. I don't pretend to be able to solve every single problem. I'm just telling you how Wall Street sees things. Amazon remained the second most popular stock with hedge funds. Someone asked me yesterday, give me five stocks that you would like to own for the long term. And I started naming them. And I said, this is not investment advice. I do not know you Consult a a broker advisor taking action on any stocks mentioned. Um, I see a lot of people like, I'm scared of the market. Are you scared of Amazon? I think they'll be around. Now, are they going to make you money every year for the rest of your life? No, it's not guaranteed like that. I really like Google's Alphabet right now as a blue chip blue chipper. Google stock tumbled 22% in the second quarter. Hedge funds were net buyers of more than 117 million shares. Berkshire Hathaway would make my list of blue chip stocks. The long-term investor, they have stakes in Apple, Chevron, and Occidental Petroleum. Maybe you're like, oh, that's too much oil. It's actually too much Apple. But when you take a look at what hedge funds are buying... It gives you an idea of things you can buy. Hedge funds are considered smart money. Um, and I don't like what hedge funds do in the short term. I like what hedge funds do in the long term. Here's the list of what hedge funds bought in the last 90 days. Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, Apple, Visa, Berkshire Hathaway, Johnson & Johnson, MasterCard, Walt Disney, Merck, Home Depot, Bank of America, Abvi, NVIDIA, and Pfizer. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and buy those stocks. I'm telling you those are considered blue chip stocks that should be around the day you die. Okay. Obviously, some have more than others because a little bit rise before taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I'm Rob Black. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. So a little update on me. I had a company called New Focus Financial for 23 years. CFP Chadmer to myself let it go because um, we needed to offer more services to people as life got more complicated. 25 years ago, I started a company called Mercury Capital Management. Um, and I was able to offer investment advice and portfolio structure. And then I saw people wanted to know, how do I send my kids to college? And I'm like, dang, I don't have time to talk to them about that. So I partnered with CFP Chad Burton because he knew of financial planning. I knew investment advising. And we created something wildly successful. But now things are even crazier. We need to add real estate modules that analyze how much real estate you hold. And are you getting a proper return on your investment? Because if you own real estate and it's worth $4 million and you're Break even on your rent, you're a loser. That's an extreme example. If, but if you're getting 2%, you're a loser. Um, real estate should be getting you 4 to 6% returns on their investment. If that's the physical real estate you own, if you're not getting that, you should strongly consider real estate investment trust. So you need to have this stuff analyzed. You need an estate plan and a trust. If you live in the state of California, you own a home and you don't have an estate plan, you're a fool. My mother didn't have a trust, and because of that, we're now put in the position of: Do you want to get taxed if it's if her portfolio is liquidated into cash and evenly divided, which was her wish, or do you want to take everything that she owned, one sixth of it, and distributed equally to the, the siblings? So, financial planning is a lot more complicated than it used to be. Um. And that's why we went with EP. EP is the best company I could find in the world that was still growing. Um, I'm working for their basically their consumer front-facing division on helping people get educated. Financial education is something that's super important when you're in between the ages of 20 and 40. If you don't have it, you're going to fall way behind. I'm not a charity position for them, but it's pretty darn close. Um. I highly recommend that you take your financial planning seriously. Like I said, my mom, she didn't know she was doing it wrong. Um, she wanted her wishes. So all the kids are going to get together this weekend and, uh, talk about mom and say nice things. Hopefully, hopefully we don't drink and get into it like a, an Irish family fight. Even though we're not Irish, I kind of feel that we got some Irish blood in us. Uh, we're more Scottish and English. If you were to, in French, if you were to trace us. Anyhow, Bitcoin just barely hanging on ahead of a busy September. What's happening in the world of Bitcoin, you ask? After a rough sell-off through May and June, Bitcoin is having trouble finding buyer support. The asset is closing out August. Bitcoin is flashing signals that it show it's just barely hanging on to 20,000. And yet, they have a month ahead that's going to be interesting. Um, Bitcoin is in a bottom formation range right now it is very similar to what the nasdaq's doing as far as a risk asset it's underperforming other assets that are considered less risky bitcoin's down over 55 percent for the year bitcoin investors are realizing around 220 million dollars per day in net losses which is a modest magnitude relative to the previous three months Trading volume in Bitcoin has fallen 7.7%. Bitcoin's historical performance in September, which is fun to say because you don't think of Bitcoin as having a history, but it has a history. It's an average loss of 6% since 2011 based on data collected. This year, it looks like it's going to be a rougher September, potentially for the stock market and potentially for Bitcoin. Um... There are very few positive narratives right now outside the Ethereum merge. I really think Ethereum is quite interesting because of smart contracts. I'm not going to be going around dropping Ether coins and like, hey, you you want some E? (laughs) Is that like crack? No, it's like Ether. Will it get me high? Well, it could get you high from crying your eyeballs out. But I think Ether is quite interesting, to be quite honest with you. Um, Ethereum. Um, Bitcoin and and Ethereum are cascading right now. The smart contracts that Ethereum can offer so that if I'm a professor and I write a history of the world book, um, I could sell it to a student and that student owns it. And he could sell it to another student, but I get maybe a 10% royalty cut when he does. I really like that. I really, really like that. If I'm a fan of a band, let's say, 21 pilots, and they say, you want to buy a ticket for $10,000? $10,000! But you can come to as many shows in your lifetime as you want. That would be recorded in a smart contract with Ethereum. I think it gives artists and authors more power. Um, and I think it's already out there. The genie is kind of out of the battle on digital cryptocurrency. Too many financial professionals are working in the industry. Um, do I know the downside on, on crypto 13,000 on Bitcoin looks like to me in a worst, worst case scenario. Do I think he's going to hit an all time high anytime soon? I don't know the fundamentals well enough and it takes a lot of average investors to move. And that's what happened in the pandemic is average people said, this is going to be my golden ticket to the Willy Wonka factory. Didn't quite work out that way. Fannie Mae says mortgage rates are going to fall to 4.5% in 2023. Notice that Fannie Mae is saying something slightly different than the Federal Reserve. Now, Fannie Mae is, they used to be public traded. They used to be a wonderful investment. And then the government was saying things like, well, Fannie Mae, you have to start giving poor people mortgages like as if they're rich people. And you're not allowed to ask questions. And that got them in the 2006-2008 crisis and basically caused Notice how government action, whether it be on McDonald's and fast food or government action on getting people access to mortgages, the heart is in the right place, but it puts businesses out and down. Um, and then it makes businesses force themselves to do things to hurt the people that the goal was to try to help. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Tell a friend about the podcast. Fridays, I'm going to be aiming at a super podcast, which is the best of the week. So if you only listen to one, it'll be on Fridays. Still not there with a the super podcast, but I am building it of note. And we're working on webinars and seminars for 2023, starting maybe as early as January. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll stay in touch with all the news and updates. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. It's a honor to work as hard as i do and see as many loving and sweet emails as as i get from you um so know that this is a labor of love that has its pluses when i get positive feedback i get some crazy feedback from people who've been listening for 20 years and that's humbling um it is august 31 which means tomorrow is September, which means we are almost at the end of the year. You should have maxed out your 401k by now or be on track to max it out by the end of the year. If you're doing that, you've done really well this year because it's been a down year in the market. And what I'm implying is you're buying low. That is a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, I like years like this. If we're sitting at all-time highs in two to three years, I'm really stoked that I bought low. If this is the beginning of the end and the stock market goes to zero, it looks not look so good, will I? How many times has the stock market ever gone to zero? Zero. How many times has it hit all-time highs? Seven out of 10 years. So I'm not saying crazy things am i um i'm just going with history of capitalism um do i own shares of snap no they're up 15 today they're a winner winner chicken dinner why um it's a good question why oh because they're firing 20 20 percent of their 6,000 person workforce So why is the stock up? Because they're cutting. Bad news is good news. You're picking up what I'm putting down? I'm not trying to like go, hey, I can't wait for more people to get fired. But we're gonna have to see a lot more people get fired if you want the stock market at all time highs. Or we're gonna have to be painfully aware that the Federal Reserve is going to do it through higher interest rates. Um, Or, or we'll see some shrinkflation. There's a lot that's going on here. Let's talk about some of it, shall we? Let's talk about the top stories of the day. In my opinion, they're pretty obvious. The FDA has authorized COVID booster shots that target Omicron BA5 variant. The new boosters are expected to roll out to the public after Labor Day. I like the story because I am pro-vaccination. Um, do I think it can grow a third head on me? It could, I don't know. But I saw a lot of um, the people that weren't vaccinated, the people who got the disease. And My family was all vaccinated, and I got COVID for about three days. Uh, my spouse got it for maybe five days. She had it the worst. And my son got it for three days, four days, five days, and he didn't even feel the facts. My other son didn't get it. I attribute that to being vaccinated. Um, so I see this FDA-authorizing COVID booster shots as a positive, not a negative. In the long run, if you don't want to get the shot, don't get the shot. I get it. It's too late to be group herd thing. I get it. But I look at that as a win for capitalism. The New York Yankees are buying Italy's fabled soccer club, AC Milan. Not the whole thing, just 10% of it. Um, They've got a lot of titles between the two. And it also shows you that um, the Yankees are part of an investment group. Um, So is Manchester United. And it shows you that billionaires and businesses like that are staying ahead of the game um, quite well. Still participating, still seeing the Dallas Cowboys worth more this year than last year. Still seeing AC Milan worth more this year than last year. Television rights, baby. And that's interesting because ABC, NBC, CBS, there's a lot of pressure on ABC, which owns ESPN, and ABC is owned by um, Disney. There's a lot of pressure on Disney to spin off ESPN because they can't afford, as a traditional media company anymore, to compete on buying more and more and more sports programming. Disney doesn't have the cash reserves that Google, Amazon, Apple do. They don't have them. Your television viewing of sporting events are going to be controlled by Amazon, Google, Apple, maybe Meta down the road. Yes, there will be some public interest on ABC, NBC, CBS, and ESPN. But ESPN can't bankroll what Google and Facebook and uh, Alphabet and Apple can. So 10 years from now, I don't think ESPN is going to be very relevant unless they spin off. And they basically say, we're number one right now, and we're going to continue that by in- by getting a lot of cash in a spinoff, asking investors for a lot of cash. And we're going to compete with those mothers, those mother, and I can't say the other word behind it, the big tech companies. So Snap is saying they're going to restructure, firing 20% of their workforce. They're also saying they're going to cut their Pixie Photo taking drone. And we just saw it. It's that little thing that goes up in your hand and it starts floating in the air and gets pictures of you from above. Gone. You can grab one now if you really, really want. They're going to stop making Snap original premium shows. I could have done a show on Snap called Financial Snap and uh, you know, teach you one thing in a Snap every day. That would be my shtick. They're not going to pay me. I'm not going to do it. That's the kind of thought, right? Snap Minis, which is a third-party app, Snap Games also got nuked because of this. Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Snap, they're all facing an evil. And it's called TikTok. TikTok is kicking all of their kisses Apple, on the other hand, is also an enemy of Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, Snap. Because Apple said, you know, we're going to let people opt into you following them instead of opting out. And suddenly, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Snap, didn't have access to the fact that I'm going to a family reunion or that I like to ski. And suddenly the ads weren't about flights and hotels and and ski slopes. You know what my ads are for right now? This is embarrassing to say. Um, Gay dating apps and marital affairs. (laughs) I'm like, how did you know? Um, it's very generic. Generic ads are pay a generic price. The airlines, the hotels, the ski slopes would pay a premium if they knew that I I liked those those hobbies. So I'm just getting served ads that aren't going to make Snap, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter a lot of money. That's the fact, Jack. McDonald's is talking about the California fast food bill unfairly targeting its big chains. Now, here's where I'm going to get out with this. I want to hit this one really quick. It would be a landmark bill. It's working through its California legislature. Nearly 10% of all of McDonald's are in California. It, I think it's slightly unfair because a McDonald's franchisee who owns two restaurants, he would be subject to the bill, even though in his competitor could own 20 restaurants in California, would be exempt from it. It feels like it's targeting franchisees. It's going to raise the cost of minimum wage, potentially up to $22 an hour, which I think is get what you can get. Fine. I'm with that. But expect McDonald's to respond with more robots, i.e. fewer jobs. Expect McDonald's to raise prices, i.e. hurting lower income and mid-income families who are trying to get a meal for cheap on fast carbohydrates that aren't very good for you and create obesity. It's never as easy as this looks great, is it? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Okay. I don't do this often because I grew up with hated anger in my heart. But two people I want you to be aware of, Warren Buffett, I think he's an investor god. And Money with Katie, I think she's doing fantastic on the opposite end of the scale. I follow her on Twitter. I follow her on YouTube. Um, she's not perfect, but dang, I wish I had her around when I was 20 years old or 18 years old, or I wish my sister had her around. You know what I'm saying? Um, she has a Morning Brew uh, newsletter, which it's okay. I prefer the podcast, um, YouTube, but I, I like what she's doing. I really do. Today, she started off by saying some things I don't like, like she refers to us as rich girls and red boys. Um, but she'll answer questions like, why do stocks have value? But the best part today was she said, people frequently ask me, should I start investing? Well, I can't sit here and say the answer is definitely yes. What I can tell you is that if you've got your other financial ducks in a row, the answer is probably yes. Hallelujah, sweetheart. Um, hi <laughs> Hallelujah. You're my queen. Hallelujah. Like to someone who's 25 years old talking to young people. And I never would call a woman a sweetheart. Sorry about that. Um, I just wanted to say hallelujah. She says your other financial ducks in a row that could stop you or should stop you from investing is if you have high interest debt, anything above 6%. She didn't come up with that herself. Her dad taught her that or she listened to me. She didn't figure out that mathematical formula. She learned it somewhere and she's right historically, you're going to get 8 to 10% returns on stocks. So anytime you could pay down 6% or higher on debt, whether it's credit card debt or mortgage debt, I I think there's something to be said for that. And she also wants you to have a decent cash cushion, somewhere between 10 to 15,000. That's probably a little wonky because she doesn't know who she's talking to. She doesn't know how much people make. She doesn't know her audience well there. She's just given a good generic starting point, and I respect that. She says the key thing is you don't have to be rich to start investing. Investing is how you get rich. Again, I say hallelujah. Um, It's money with Katie. I think she's very good at what she does. Um, I just plagiarized some of her content. I didn't plagiarize. I just read it word for word to show you the tone that she does it in. In order to be offered this thing called the stock market, a company has to go public, which means revealing a lot of its intimate details about how it's spending and earning, how much it's paying its executives and more. She's telling me how this works. And I think she's doing a lovely job. Um, and I give props where your props are due. Um, I can tell you there's people that I hate. I don't really like Jim Cramer, but I used to hate him. He's the church of what's working now. He um, destroyed a company, Provence, uh, a drug that was going to be uh, for cancer um, or was it uh, Alzheimer's. And like he gets ahead of the news, and sometimes he says things that don't turn out to be true or right. Oh, Bear Stearns is fine. It's going to survive. And the next day, Bear Stearns is gone. I would not be going to the church of Jim Cramer. Uh, but Money with Katie, I endorse. Uh, and if you have someone under 30 in your life, and they don't want to listen to this pain-in-the-butt podcast, Katie's okay, fine. If you want to be a do-it-yourself investor, the best do-it-yourselfer in the history of investing is Warren Buffett. Yeah, you could look at Bill Ackman and go, "Oh, look what Bill Ackman's doing." Oh, look what uh, you could follow others, but they're not as good as as Buffett. Buffett does things like he don't he'll do a million dollar challenge with a hedge fund. It says, "I bet after ten years from now, I beat you." And hedge fund takes the early lead for four or five years, but in the ten year run, he wins. Why? Because he's a buy and hold type investor. Why? Because he looks for quality companies. Why? Because he looks for cash flow. Is everything he does right? Probably not. Throwing that out there for you. I got a lovely email yesterday from a living at, woman living in Marin and it just made my day. Um, she's on the older side. She lives in Marin She's done great at accumulating wealth in her lifetime. Um, She has avoided managing her portfolio. No, she's managed her own portfolio. She's avoided hiring another CFP. She lost a lot of money in 2008. And she thinks that sucks. Um, But she went on to tell me some background on her. She's been living in Marin for over 26 years. Avid nature nature lover. Feel blessed to live in one of the most majestic places in the world. Reminds her of the south of France. Oddly enough, it is the south of France and some of the cities in Marin because um, it has the climate of the Mediterranean. That's the weirdest thing about the Bay Area is the microclimates. For the last two decades, I've partnered with CEOs and started biopharma medical companies in the Bay Area. Um, So she's not a spring chicken, but by no means is she. um, She's 70 years old. I just dig it. She wrote me seriously i'm guessing four pages in one post she did it by going to rob Black's show and submitting you know a question um she says i love your show and try to glean the pulse of our economy through your eyes and wrote this long ass message when i could have gone jogging um 70 years old and jogging i love this woman not like i'm gonna leave my spouse for um but she's fantastic um She sums things up like, um, I have a sad story regarding not buying a home here when I had plenty of opportunity. Long story short, I have to cut to the chase now. I rent now. Want my money liquid? God forbid if Trump or DeSantis wins. Okay. The politics things, I get. Californians don't like Republicans. When I moved to California, it was, you have to make a choice. Are you going to be a liberal or are you going to be a Democrat? Because Democrats hate liberals and liberals hate Democrats. You don't even talk about Republicans on the coasts. She's got a great history of living in Santa Barbara. She's an amazing woman. And I, I wanna say this, I've got an amazing audience. Um, when I read this, and I get like two or three of these a week that are overly long and they're wonderful. People get it, we're all just together, we're heading towards retirement. We want our retirement to be as good as it can be. Um, her parents lived to 93 years old, so she's young at 70, right? We all have our stories financially. We all have our stories. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black.